From our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome back to Total SF, Heather Knight. Hello, it's good to be back. Uh, Good to have you back. Scale of 1 to 10, Heather, what was your excitement level about hiking before the pandemic, and what's your excitement level since shelter-in-place started? Um, I'd say before the pandemic, I, you know, I liked it, but I didn't make a point of it very often. I'd say 5 or 6, and now I love it. I'd say probably a 9. 9. I went from like a negative three to an eight. (laughs) Um, I'm like an eight now. I love hiking. And this episode, we're going to talk about hiking, the hikes we've been on. We're going to talk about the Walk SF peak-to-peak hike that we went on. And we'll pick some of our favorite Bay Area hikes during the pandemic. But first, I wanted to talk about our Road to Election 2020 events. Um, October 21st is Joe Garofoli in conversation with W. Kamau Bell. November 2nd, Joe Garofoli in conversation with Governor Jerry Brown. And October 27th... Joe on these guests. Yeah, I know. He's doing well. But you have October 27th. This is a powerhouse as well. Women in Politics, Heather Knight, Artal Copen, and Katie Porter. Yes, I love her. She's a congresswoman. And a single mother of three kids, very busy, but totally down-to-earth, badass woman in Washington, D.C. She's going to be joining us, along with Ashanti Goler, the president of Emerge, and Assemblywoman Buffy Wicks. We're going to be talking about all sorts of issues related to women in politics, including, um, of course, the historic candidacy of Kamala Harris for vice president, and the fact that so many women have um, dropped out of the workforce during the pandemic because of dreaded distance learning, and more topics to be discussed October 27th at 6.30. Um, Do you think Katie Porter will bring her whiteboard? I hope so. I should make that a requirement, actually. (laughs) Definitely. We all hope so. sfchronicle.com slash membership. It's a member slash subscriber event. And um, all of these, all of these wonderful uh, Road to Election 2020 events are sfchronicle.com slash membership. And finally, I wanted to promote the new Chronicle limited series podcast, chronicled who is kamala harris it's coming monday october 26th we'll tell you everything you need to know about the vice presidential nominee and the chronicle's been covering her since 1994 uh, longer than just about anyone who's covered her is she progressive is she a cop can she be both this series is coming on the 26th but you can subscribe now on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts Our favorite pandemic hikes coming up. I'm Peter Hartlob here with Heather Knight, and this is Total SF. Thank you very much. Welcome back to Total SF hiking buddy Heather Knight. Hello. Uh, Yeah, how are you doing? Peak to peak. That was really fun. I kept pressuring you to get it on the calendar, and aren't you glad I did? Yeah, and I'm going to take this abuse because (laughs) you did. I don't know what it is um, about hiking. Maybe it's because when I was a kid, I didn't like hiking. So I love, like, excursions. I love riding around on my bike and exploring things, and I love walking. I'm the mayor of my local slow street. (laughs) Uh, Self-appointed. Self-appointed, but it's... 
it's binding. Um, and yet hiking, I just, I hear, I hear hike and I'm turned off somehow. And yet what? peak to peak, where did you, how did you know about this? Where did you hear about it? I'm giving you the floor. Okay. Um, by the way, where's your beer? I have my oh, wine. Oh, you have wine. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, so it's run by the pedestrian advocacy nonprofit called Walk SF, which I've written about a lot in the context of how many pedestrians are killed every year in San Francisco because we're nowhere near uh, meeting our Vision Zero goal of no traffic fatalities. Um, in fact, we're going backwards, but that's kind of a downer. But um, Walk SF is a great organization that promotes safe walking in a variety of ways. And every year they do a big fundraiser called Peak to Peak, where they have people design a new route going to a bunch of different hilltops in the city. And it's always a surprise and it's always different year to year. And you get the secret route by becoming a member of Walk SF. So if you pay the annual fee, which is not that much, um, then they send you how to do this one of a kind route. And so we got to do it last week. Yeah, and it was like index cards. They sent us a um, uh, uh, kind of uh, bandana with uh, Walk SF Peak to Peak logoing. And then they sent us like a bunch of index cards yeah. with a map. It was a very, very heavy speakeasy vibe to <laughs> Peak to Peak. Um, I didn't want to even take photos of the cards without kind of obscuring them because this is like proprietary. Yeah. Well, it's usually yeah. um, a set day and time where the idea is to do it as a big group, I think, with the leaders of Walk SF. Um, but obviously, fun things like that are not happening this year. So they made it virtual um, in terms of that you just sign up online and then they mail you the info and you can just do it whenever you feel like it. So there's no like specific date. Honestly, I think I like it this way better because you and I did did half of the peak to peak. We did the North Loop. I think I like it this way better. If I go with a group, maybe I meet new people, but I got to be on. But I don't want people knowing when I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> like, especially, I mean, you're you're pretty high profile, Heather Knight. If you if you're like, you know, three four times, like, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's gonna be all over Twitter. It's gonna be all over Twitter. So I kind of like doing it in a small group. I yeah. I would like do it again in a small group. I also like doing it on a day when we're free and eager and enthusiastic. Cause we even said like we had a different day in mind and then we got busy and tired and we're like, how about tomorrow instead? And you can't really do that with a big group. So no. And I mean, and I was kind of, again, hike, I was like thinking of ways to get out of it. And then we just had this day. <laughs> I could totally tell by the way. <laughs> it was a Wednesday and it was perfect. My schedule's open. I was like between a couple of stories I was working on. Beautiful hiking day. Um, a little bit foggy, so Which we was didn't good. get. Yeah, we didn't get the views, but I kind of we was hot. ready for fog. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't hot. Ready for fog. Um, and then um, started in. I I don't know how much of this we can say. Can we say what peaks were on it? I don't see why not. I feel like a lot of people have posted by now. Okay, well, let's say then that you can still sign up for this. We thought there was a um, there was a deadline that had passed, but apparently until December thirty first, you can sign up. Um, they sell tickets and then they send it to you, yeah. and um, it's at uh, walksf.org. And uh, again, peak to peak is the event, and uh, highly recommend it. Started in the Castro. Yeah, we parked at the Eureka Valley Rec Center, and then um, we did a little 
I picked you up from the Chronicle and we did a little driving Miss Daisy where you were sitting in the back seat with the windows down and you were <laughs> masked, such as life in, two th- in 2020. But we um, went to the Castro and then walked about five miles, I think, um, from the Castro to a bunch of different hills in the Hate, um, kind of Buena Vista Park area, uh, Corona Heights. What else did we hit up? Um, Tank Hill. Um, yeah, I, I loved the beginning um, with the stairway, like going around Douglas Street. Oh, yeah. It's, the Vulcan Street stairway is amazing. I'd never oh, seen it before. Fantastic. And they started out good. I really like, um, I think they planned it this way. You know, they kind of surprise you in the beginning. And we go up this absolutely gorgeous stairway, really close to where my grandparents, mm-hmm. when they uh, got their first house in San Francisco in the 1940s, it was on Douglas Street. Um, and then right up to Olympus. Mount Olympus, yeah, which um, just has the pedestal of a former statue. I think it was like the Triumph of Light or something, and the statue's long gone, but the base Some is white still guy. There. It was probably some white <laughs> guy on there. It's gone now. Yeah, Adolf Sutro donated the statue, and I'm assuming the, uh, the, the pedestal, too. I didn't miss the statue. The pedestal was pretty cool. It's big. It's, yeah. It seemed like it was just supposed to be that until we realized what was missing. I'd like to know where that statue went. How do you steal and then hide a big statue? I don't know. And and I want to know when it went. I bet we're going to get a um, Twitter note from David Gallagher of yeah. Western Neighborhoods Association <laughs> on where that statue went. Um, absolutely fantastic, that first, first little part of the hike there. And then um, a few other peaks... Uh, Yeah, you mentioned uh, Tank Hill, um, Corona Heights, which was Mm -hmm. absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I didn't I didn't feel it was too strenuous. Um, I'm not a super big hiker and I felt okay. Yeah, it was very doable, especially in the fog. I think it might have been different if we were really hot. But um, yeah, it was very pleasant, very doable. And then we finished in the Castro with lunch outside at one of the outdoor dining parklets shared spaces. So the Castro is um, has really come to life, and there's just so many cool outdoor dining opportunities there. So, overall, like I would do this every year. Um, yeah, me I too, loved for sure. walking through the neighborhoods, uh, and we only did half of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was split up really nicely, so you can do two smaller hikes or one really big one. Twin Peaks is the highlight of the southern loop on this peak to peak, and so we did that recently on our bike. So we decided to go for the other loop. Yeah. So peak to peak, um, and just once again, Walk SF, um, I think it's a fantastic organization. They were Mm -hmm. certainly someone we were thinking about and in touch with when we did our 49-mile scenic route. Mm -hmm. Um, I wrote a big story about kind of looking at a biking and walking-focused future and and got to um, talk to them, talk to Jody at at Walk Walk SF, and, uh, and just found they have a lot of resources and stuff. So they're awesome. It's a great organization to support. And they're big advocates of keeping a lot of these streets closed to cars. So um, it is very important if you believe in that to buy a membership and then you'll get the peak to peak route. Cool. Well, we are here to um, pick our favorite pandemic hikes. Um, And first, though, I think we need to set down some rules. Okay. What is a hike? And um, does it count as a hike if it's somewhere that I went on my bicycle? Um, I think we can be super flexible. Uh, a hike is basically a walk <laughs> where it's more naturey and maybe a, 
bit more incline. I don't know. Is there a definition? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like if you go somewhere and it's a destination. Um, I do my nightly rounds on the slow street of which I am mayor, <laughs> and. I don't think that's a hike. Yeah, I don't think that's a hike. I mean, I'm patrolling. It's it's a block away. I I feel like though um, someplace, and I've got a place in mind, a couple places, but someplace where you go and um, you're in the outdoors and you have a planned route and you're getting out of your comfort zone and discovering new things. Like I think a walk around Lake Merritt. That's not on my list, but I think that I think that's a hike. Of course. Yeah. I think if it's more exercise focused, like you wouldn't say I'm hiking to the grocery store to pick up some milk. <laughs> okay. No, it's uh, okay. I think we got a pretty good definition. Um, have you been going on more hikes? Yes. And more just being outside in general. Um, I One thing I've liked about the pandemic, a silver lining, is that um, for some reason I'm exercising a lot more because before it seemed like a bigger commitment, especially because I love yoga and to go to an hour and a half yoga class that you have to walk and bart to go to the long class bart and walk back it just was a a long like two and a half three hour commitment so the fact that so much of this stuff is virtual now and you can just do it at home um I'm just doing more of that plus I feel better about things when I get outside and get fresh air so um most days I try to go for a walk or a hike or a bike ride or something yeah I had always been um someone who just, I didn't like the outdoors. Uh, I just will not go camping. Um, I got my exercise in gyms and in basketball courts. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's totally changed. I run outside now. I ride my bike a lot more. It's been great. I've discovered, I've kind of used that as we'll talk about a little bit as I reveal my hikes. I've used that to discover um, some places that I wouldn't have seen and had some adventures and even done some stuff with people, which mm-hmm. is, which is okay. Yeah. Uh, bicycles. Can I, I'm not going to do all bicycle routes, but can I throw in a bike route? Of or course. Two? I, I know like it's if you your podcast, Peter. Well, I mean, I know like if you looked up a dictionary definition of hike, there would be no bicycle. there. But, <laughs> well, um, they rhyme. They so. do rhyme. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to let you go first. Um, pandemic hike. Number one. Um, This is perhaps the flattest, quote unquote, hike in San Francisco. Loving the great highway close to cars. Um, I've biked there and walked there and I enjoy either one. Um, But it's just so lovely to be on this really long, flat um, street going as far as you want, basically. And um, the ocean's just to the side. I've gone at sunset a number of times, which is beautiful. You can see Sutro Tower in one direction and the sunset over the ocean in the other direction and Golden Gate Park up ahead and it's just lovely and um, one of my favorite mom moments um, in the past couple of weeks was uh, my older son after dinner I think it was one night last week um, said I'd kind of been bugging him to go for a walk all day and he kept saying no and then after dinner he's like well now it's cooler would you like to go for that walk and I said yeah where do you want to go and he said how about the great highway and I was like, should we invite daddy and your brother? And he's like, no, <laughs> let's just go the <laughs> two of us. So um, we went out there for a nighttime stroll and it was really fun. Oh, lovely. That's going to be a real special memory. And uh, what's the scene like there? I mean, is it does it get crowded? Has it been pretty chill? You've gone several times. Yeah. So on weekend days, it's um, busier, um, but it's super family focused. Um, kids are biking and 
on their scooters and there's roller skaters and skateboarders and um, people walking their dogs, all ages. I've seen um, babies on up to probably in their 80s or 90s just walking along slowly. Um, It really runs the gamut, but it's super family-friendly, fun atmosphere. And then at night, I'd never done the nighttime walk there. There's hardly anybody. Like, it was weird. (laughs) Like, just being pretty much all alone in San Francisco is not very common. So um, it was really, like, peaceful. Oh, nice. Well, I got to get out there. Um, I hope it's there for a long time. I We've already lost half of Twin Peaks. Yeah. Um, but it seems like the Great Highway, there's a lot of support to somehow keep that going. Yeah. I know that people who live out there don't like the extra car traffic in their neighborhoods, and Supervisor Gordon Marr has said he's trying to um, figure out some way to divert more of that traffic onto Sunset Boulevard because a lot of cars that were previously driving along the Great Highway weren't um, going to the beach. They were just going from point A to point B, and you can do the same, you know, cross the Sunset on Sunset Boulevard instead. So if more cars did that, it would work out better. Or we could just get less cars. Well, Um, yeah, but I mean... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and I get it. We have a car. Um, we actually have two, and I was really proud of this. I went to get in the, the second car the other day, and the battery wouldn't start because I hadn't. Nice. We hadn't like used our second car in like three months. Yeah. So, um, so that felt good. Yeah. Except I had good. to get the battery going again. Um, my number one also in San Francisco on the forty nine mile scenic route. Um, I absolutely love that walk from the Palace of Fine Arts through Lucasfilm. We actually have it going kind of like um, on a road in front of Lucasfilm. And I like going through that little back area that they have all landscaped there. They have a little duck pond. They have some statues and stuff that I think when we reroute the 49-mile scenic route, we've got to get it through that area head over into the Presidio and visit not just the Presidio with its history, but the best public restroom in (laughs) San Francisco, which has come up in multiple podcasts now. They have just this fantastic outdoor public restroom um, on the parade grounds there at the Presidio. But love that. Walk into the Presidio, have your um, little lunch or whatever. We brought the whole family there. We made the kids come. I think it was like Father's Day or something, but they had a good time. We had a good time. There's like dogs on the lawn. Maybe they weren't supposed to be there, but you know, whatever. Everybody was, was chill. And then we walked back and I was with the kids, but I realized that if I wasn't with the kids, um, Kelly and I could have walked just a little bit further, nice little walk and gone to Buena Vista Cafe and gotten, um, Irish coffee there. I want to do that. Which they're serving. So I think that little part of the 49-mile scenic route is is like a nice little, um, you know, quarter of a day hike. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to go and do it again. I think it's a good starter hike. Um, we didn't really isolate it when we were isolating a bunch of different hikes. Um, we kind of had more ambitious ones. But um, that's a really good memory for me. I, yeah. I enjoy that one. Definitely. We'll be right back after this short break. Support for this podcast comes from AT&T. All right, so to stay connected, AT&T Business has the only wireless plan your teams need. With mobile hotspot data up to 100 gigabytes, they can easily use their phones to connect tablets and laptops to the internet from really virtually wherever work takes them, giving them the power to boost productivity even on the go. 
Upgrade to AT&T Business and get our best plan with nationwide 5G and 100 gigabytes in mobile hotspot data. Visit att.com slash business elite. Terms and conditions apply. Um, well, since we just mentioned it, it's top of mind, which is Twin Peaks. Um, you can start at School of the Arts at the end of the canyon in Glen Park and then um, walk up Twin Peaks. Um, that uh, stretch is now open to cars from 6 p.m. to midnight, but if you were to go in the day, it's still closed, so still safe. And then walk up um, to the top of Twin Peaks, take in the view, if there is one, depending on the fog, um, Suture Tower again, and you can see the whole city, um, the East Bay, Golden Gate Bridge, and then walk down the other side, which is Twin Peaks Boulevard. That's still always close to cars, so you could do that part at any time. Um, and then walk down into the Castro and I did this with the boys a um, couple of months ago. Walked all the way um, past the rainbow flag and past Castro to Noe to that um, wonderful candy store there. So that was like the light at the end of the tunnel for them. What, uh, what route did you take to the Castro? Because I remember when we were doing that, we were trying to walk the 49-mile scenic drive when we were like kind of road testing it. Um, and Bevan Dufty just randomly came out and gave yeah. us a hug. It was that route. It was the same. Same, same route. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I remember that hug. Remember hugs? <laughs> That's when just so like, nice. you know, a BART board member would stop their car and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. Yeah. Um, good one. Um, okay, I'm going to do one more off the scenic route. Okay. Um, again, kind of a starter hike. Um, Rossi Playground, park your car. And um, it's on Arguello. Mm -hmm. And then um, uh, walk into the park, kind of going around the back and um, past the Conservatory of Flowers. Um, now open, but even when it's not open, it's so awesome there. The last time I went, they had the Dahlia display, yeah, it's just like random, incredible Dahlia display. Um, walk around there to Nancy Pelosi. Through the AIDS Grove there. Mm -hmm. That's so peaceful and Yeah, lovely. I mean, there's like, you get so many layers of Golden Gate Park in this short walk. Mm -hmm. And then head into, I did the Botanical Gardens, and it is so pandemic friendly. Mm -hmm. um, absolutely. It's free if you're a, you know, San Franciscan. I am not. I'm from Alameda. I had to pay a few dollars, but that's fine. It was so nice. Absolutely, like, my new favorite view of Sutro Tower, because if you get on that main lawn, you can't even really see any other buildings. It's just like you're in the middle of the country and Sutro Tower is up there. Mm -hmm. um, we had such a good time there. Walked over to Stowe Lake, just did this like highlight reel of Golden Gate Park stuff. Did it kind of early. And then when the crowds started showing up, headed back down JFK Drive, which has to stay car free forever. Shout out JFK Drive. Fantastic people watching, because if you start at like 8 a.m., you know, 8.30, and then by the time you're coming out, it's like 11, and everybody's like got their shirts off and, you know, doing their thing. Walked by the Rose Garden, walked by the roller skaters, pay respects to uh, David Miles Jr., the skate father, <laughs> and then head back into the car and go to Calmart and pick up a, a sandwich. That's like awesome. Like a huge, giant sandwich. It's your whole you meal You hit all the, the highlights. Day. Of Golden Gate Park, except the buffalo. 
Except the buffalo. <laughs> I didn't go out that far. I, I stopped. Um, like Stowe Lake is as far as I yeah, go on. That's a, that's a great route. I le- we've been doing that a lot lately. The Stowe yeah. Lake, JFK. Yeah. Um, excellent. You can also rent um, pedal boats and rowboats at Stowe Lake now. Um, they're sanitized between every use. Super safe and super fun. Have you been, you've been in the paddle boats since this started? Yeah. I went with um, the fam a few weeks ago. We saw lots of raccoons on the little island in the middle of Stowe Lake. <laughs> oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> good one. Good one. Uh, that was mine, though. So <laughs> that it's was your a turn. good one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you're pleased with your own selection. Yeah. Um, so this hike I did a couple of weeks ago with the boys again. Um, we tried to do some kind of hiker excursion every weekend this was inspired by alexandra kennan the urban hiker sf who we had on the podcast a few weeks ago the staircase queen um so after that column the boys were like we want to do staircases and i was like are you sure and Mm. (laughs) their legs are shorter than mine but um we a really good one is to um, start at levi plaza and you walk up the filbert street steps of telegraph hill which is super steep um so it's a challenge, um, not for the faint, uh, faint-hearted, but you get all the way to the top to Coit Tower, walk around there, take in the views. No Christopher Columbus statue anymore, um, <laughs> just an empty pedestal, and beautiful views of the Golden Gate Bridge and Alcatraz and the Marin Headlands. And then um, we walk down uh, the other side of Coit Tower and hit up Jack Early Park, which is a tiny little park that was created by a neighbor who decided he wanted to turn this little plot of land into a park, and he spent 25 years making it so, um, and so then it was finally named after him in the 80s, and um, from there we went to Lombard Street, and um, the Staircase Queen uh, taught me about the Montclair steps, which go up the side of Lombard, and you would never guess where you're headed, but when you get to the top of them, you're in the middle of the twisty part of Lombard Street. Um, and then walk down Lombard and back through North Beach and um, Washington Square Park and then got to the Greenwich Street steps. Walk, coming from that side is a lot easier to get up the hill to Coit Tower and then back down the super steep ones to Levi's Plaza. So uh, the whole thing was about four and a half miles. And I was oh. that was a hot day. So I was very proud of the boys for making it. Yeah, that's a long hike. Did you see parrots? No, but I saw Frank Chu. <laughs> 12 galaxies. He um, was holding his sign in Washington Square Park. Yeah, that's a win. Yeah. Uh, Frank Chu. Well, I, I'm going to go with a, a bike route. Um, it's a little bit of a, I don't even think there's anything humble about it. I think it's just a brag. But um, I've been doing, I, I got a new bike. I've been doing Bay Trail stuff. Um, I did a, a bike route with, Lily Janik, our theater critic, and her husband, Brian, who got me kind of, they're my bike mentors. They got me into biking. And I did from the ferry building all the way around back to Alameda. So it's 44 miles. I can never do that. That's not my, that's not my route. But um, I got to say, like the Bay Bridge, Treasure Island, heading out to Treasure Island, that is a really fun ride. Now I'm saying it from Alameda and you can take ferries in Alameda. Um, you could also do it from um, Berkeley or even like Point Richmond. Now they have this fantastic new trail behind the racetrack. John King wrote about it. I mean, it was just this long in the making trail. So it's all connected. 
So you can live in Point Richmond, really, I mean, there are ways to get there down to Hayward and um, take a bike route, get to that entrance to the Bay Bridge and that pedestrian bridge that goes across. It's so lovely. Um, uh, That's Bay cool. Bridge, you, you see things from the Bay Bridge that you don't see when you're in your car. And um, there's a little area. Oh, lots of bathrooms. Two bathrooms. Ooh. Bathroom when you're entering the Bay Bridge, and then bathroom once you get to your destination wow. on the other edge of They Treasure don't want Island. anybody doing anything in the middle of the Bay Bridge. <laughs> no, no. You're kind of <laughs> stuck. You, you've got some choices there, but they're not good ones. Um, and they're not the Presidio awesome like wedding party bathrooms, but mm-hmm. they're bathrooms. They exist. And then um, once you get to Treasure Island, you can head in. There's a really cool little grocery there. Um, fantastic views of San Francisco. Don't go on Orange Skies Day. Um, yeah. Then You'll end up in scary. a Jessica Christian photograph. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, and there's a really cool grocery there. And then also a couple of restaurants. There's a good brunch place. And then there's a good, like, lunch comfort foodie place called Merci. Mm-hmm. It has a little, like, uh, mini golf course there that I don't think you can use now because of COVID and they can't have people sharing golf clubs, but, Mm -hmm. um, it's just a nice area. It's kind of, um, got a lot of patio space and doing some cool stuff with container ship empty things. I I hope they get a BART car out there when they start distributing the legacy BART cars. Yeah. So I think that bike, like you could start just about anywhere, um, in the East Bay that's within five, six, seven miles of, of the Bay Bridge, and um, and it's just really accessible now. There's just been a couple of new routes there that have opened mm-hmm. up. That's cool. So uh, yeah, fun. yeah, and and it, I don't think it's it's like steep getting up the Bay Bridge, but there's nothing too scary there. Yeah, so, hmm. yeah. I would try it. I could not do the whole route that you did, but I would try a segment. Yeah. Um. So maybe last one each. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna take us out of San Francisco to Pacifica um I was um chatting with a friend a couple weeks ago and we were saying we should get together go for a walk and she said how about um Pacifica the um looking at the name of this hike it's part of the California Coastal Trail and Maury Point is the key point in Pacifica Mm -hmm. and it's this gorgeous walk um all along the ocean for several miles um most of it's flat, and then you do this big hill, and it's just sweeping views of the coast. And we saw um, pelicans and um, two famous corgi dogs. We stopped and met two corgis who are brothers and have an Instagram following literally 10 times bigger <laughs> than mine. Um, <laughs> I was not jealous or anything. And it was just super fun, chill beach day, um, but just beautiful. Don't all corgis just look like they're celebrities? Yeah, I mean, basically. Um, so degree of difficulty of your hike, and did you at any point get to the Pacifica Taco Bell? Um, you could. The trail would would take you to Lindemar Beach, and you could get to that Taco Bell. We did not go all the way. But um, we walked, I want to say, maybe three miles, and most of it's easy. There's one uphill wooden staircase, which is... Quite a trek, but we made it to the top. Good one. Yeah. Um, Pacifica. Well, I will keep the um, keep the uh, South Bay theme going and say uh, Crystal Springs Reservoir. Oh, I love that place. We is, do biking there. 
Yeah, I mean, it, and, and I grew up in Burlingame, and we would go up there and go on hikes, and, and that is where I learned to dislike hiking, because, um, I, you know, I had an Atari 2600 at home. I wanted to go home and play video games, and mm-hmm. I get it. I get it even when my kids, like, they're game about it, but they're not into it like I am, because I'm old. You get old, and you like to hike, but Crystal Springs Reservoir, I just feel like for the distance that you're traveling... And that feeling that you're absolutely detached from everything, I think that's like one of the better places to go. And yeah. I, don't, I don't think a lot of people know about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you just, it, it feels kind of Lake Tahoe-y. Yeah. And um, weather's really nice out there. Um, I remember when I was younger, I would see wildlife there. I have, I've only been there a couple times in my adulthood, but... Um, a few times when it's been super foggy in the city, we um, want to just break through to sunshine, and often it's at Crystal Springs Reservoir where you finally see blue sky. So I love that place. Um, I think we've given the people a lot to do. <laughs> <laughs> Go get hiking. Go get hiking. Uh, peak to peak, still happening. We thought they had like cut it off, but you can still uh, check it out. I've seen a lot of people, including some of our followers, mm-hmm. um, on on Twitter and Instagram, um, and it just seems like everybody's having a really good time. Yeah. So um, highly recommend it. I'm, I'm going to make that an annual thing. Cool. Cool. All right, well, I'm glad that you um, allowed me to force you to do it. Yes. <laughs> um, excellent. And uh, thank you, Heather. We'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds good. You are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Thank you to Heather Knight, Total SF is a production of the Chronicle. Our music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community and Cable Car Bell Ringing by eight-time champion Byron Cobb. Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by treating yourself to a digital Chronicle edition at sfchronicle.com slash pod. 